Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello world, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to the show. I'm procrastinating a little bit because I'm supposed to be editing the podcast that I will post in the next hour or so. I had a wonderful visit last uh, week on Zoom with Shelley Paxton. She is the author of Soul Batical. I am about halfway through the book and I highly recommend it. Um, she's just a great storyteller. You're going to really enjoy the podcast, I think. And at least I hope you do. I did. I enjoyed my time with her. And and just uh, one of the things that one of her sayings is, you know, she had to get over the shackles of should. And I bring that up because that has been a huge part of my life the last two weeks. The things that I feel I should be doing. And one of those things is filling my day schedule. Despite the fact that I only bookkeep one day a week and that will be going away very soon. COVID took that part of my business just right away. And that is a blessing for me. I've talked about it a number of times. It was in fact a blessing. I needed that deck cleared. I have other things I want to do now. Now, Shelly and I spoke about, the, you know, the, how there's a lot of uh, inspirational speakers out there. They're like, quit your day job and, and, you know, follow your dream. No, we're not those. We're a bit more pragmatic than that. You can't have a 28-year accounting background like I have. And she was the CEO, um, the chief marketing officer for Harley Davidson when she uh, left and, and wrote her book. She understands corporate America. I understand money. And I realize bills need to be paid and people need to be responsible. And I also am a big believer in, after seeing Terry uh, Trespicio's, um, sorry, uh, TED Talk on passion, that, you know, passion is something you bring to anything that you do. It is not something you go off and necessarily quit your job and go in search of, okay? Uh, so a lot of those things really started to resonate with me the last few months. And we spoke about that, which was really great, because I've been going through that. And one of the things that's been a problem with me changing gears here is instead of sitting on Netflix for two months, I've learned everything I could. I'm in every course, all the free content and overwhelmed myself. I've, I think I spoke on this, you know, over the last couple of weeks and I needed to find balance as well. And it's not about necessarily life uh, work balance. It's about, you know, balance about what you find is, are your priorities. And if right now that priority might be your family, great. And then tomorrow that priority might be work and you need to do, that's great. But understand where your priorities lie and then give that the time. Be present. And I just love that. I really do. So I've worked very consciously the last week or so in kind of clearing my calendar. I'm a control freak. I'm OCD. <laughs> and, um, I just need to be busy. And my coach finds me very frustrating at times because he's like, you are just so stubborn. I need you to stop, slow down, hit the couch with a book you want. I'm in the middle. Of, I'm starting Limitless right now with uh, Jim Quick. Love it because I'm really fascinated with the brain because I've got a lot of Alzheimer and dementia in my family. Scares me a little and I'm losing my mom now a little bit to it. Her memory, she cannot even remember us having a conversation the day before. 
And my father's already in very advanced dementia, should actually be in a home, but he's still at home. And now he's at home with a woman that can't remember things, including medication and stuff. So a lot of, kind of a lot of bit of drama in the background if I let myself get sucked into it, which I'll talk about kind of at the end of this. I'm going to come back to that. So I'm looking at my calendar going, what am I doing here? Is all of this necessary? You know, finding your niche in life in your work and your, in your profession means getting a bit more laser focused and letting a lot of the shiny object stuff go. And I am the queen of that. Shiny object syndrome. I have to keep myself on a little bit of a short leash. Otherwise I do get tempted to, you know, oh, look at that over there. Oh, look, I can go learn that. No, I have some very specific things that I want to be working on. And I want to do six things a thousand times, not a thousand time, thousand things six times. And if you've heard that quote before, it's because on today's call uh, that I was on with Colin Sprake, we had Dr. Ivan Meisner on the call and he's the creator of BNI, Business uh, Networking International. And that's what he was saying and it really resonated with me. So it's been also kind of funny that anything I am doing, the message is all the same. So the universe is definitely speaking to me. It just needed to bring me out of some emotional garbage. So I did speak, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back on family drama that sort of ticked it off and, and I've been dwelling on it and the, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of support to the theory that, you know, who you surround yourself with is, is sort of where you, the level you'll rise to in your life. Now I'm very fortunate. I have amazing people around me, business owners that are successful, people with wisdom, people that just have a lot of empathy. I, I have attracted an amazing tribe and I'm so grateful for that. And he talks about those people, you know, those are the people in your room. That's how he calls it. I, you know, we call it, it's so many different um, speakers call it different things. Different coaches call it different things, but you get the idea. Who's in your inner circle? Who's in your room? But one of the things he said today, he said, you may think you've put someone out of your room, but if they're still in your mind, they're still in the room. And for me, that was my family. My mom and sister were just on that gerbil wheel and I was just, it was constant. They now, they disrupted my, my life. I let them, you know, drama is not something that happens without you inviting it in. I invited that drama in. I have let myself stay on this like precipice of drama and stress for two weeks now. And it's like, this has got to end. Now I recognize it needed to end. And so I'm working in my meditation to let go and focusing on other things. But then I was also clearing my schedule. And I was so thrilled last Thursday. The, the interview with Shelly went great. And I had a light day. In fact, I was going to edit the, the, um, the podcast right then and there and just post date it for today. Yeah, that was until my bank called. So I wanted to share this with you. So because I, you know me, if I, something happens, I have to share it with you because knowledge uh, is power and well, true knowledge is you using, true power is using that knowledge, but still you need to know stuff. And I have never had an identity theft situation before. My bank calls, someone tried to e-transfer $1,300 out of my business account, out of my regular checking account. And that's really all the money that was in there was $1,304 and 63 cents. Well, the funny thing was two weeks earlier, I was trying to e-transfer my cleaning lady from my family's house vacation home up in the Okanagan Valley. And I, it, I, my password wasn't working. And I tried it manually. I tried it with my thumbprint out of my password safe. It's like, this is weird. Well, I was so frustrated. My husband was like, we got to go. I'm taking you golfing today for your birthday. I just paid her out of the home account. Never even thought about it twice more came home, 
didn't do my books for a week. So I hadn't even been into QuickBooks. So nothing, otherwise my transactions wouldn't have downloaded. And then my bank calls and tells me this. So now we're going back through, you know, my memory. They're jogging my memory. What kind of weird's happening? Now, the other thing too is we, did, we don't know where they came from. The, they got into the phone, the iPad, or my computer. So now I've got to wipe everything. And guys, this is a hassle. And the reason we definitely had to wipe everything was that they phoned earlier in the week to let me know this has happened. On Thursday, though, they phoned me back because I had gone into the bank that morning to sign some documents they asked me to sign. No one seemed to know what I was talking about. I went home, said, fine, call me, you know, let me know what's going on. During that literal six-hour window, they changed the passwords on my personal account because now I am in my bank doing my banking for the day for an hour and uh, I can't get into my personal account. So he is on the phone with me while I was literally, this was happening. So now he gets online. This is my banker, shuts everything down. So now I've got to have new account numbers, new passwords, of course, but the new account numbers, I've got to let TransUnion and Equifax put flags on my system because they figure when it's a case like this, where they've managed to get into two different accounts, business and, and they have your social insurance number. So this now steps into the line of identity, identity theft and identity fraud. So the fact that they had changed my passwords on my, and my personal account means they would have gone in there now and started to create some havoc. But we caught them in time. What kills me is the two weeks that it took them to finally just try and take the e-transfer out. But anyways, really happy my bank caught it. But guys, this is such a hassle. I had to, you know, phones, iPads, everything back erased, factory reset. So now, you know, none of your apps work. You've got to log into everything. You've got to change passwords on everything. I updated security on some stuff. And luckily, I have a son that's an IT guy, a server specialist. He remoted into my computer, stripped it right down, went through everything. Yes, they found a Trojan in there. Wasn't sure as what caused the problem, but we just, we just don't know. I personally think it was my iPhone. I'm one of those uh, accounting professionals that literally spent years fighting online banking and anything digital. I'm thinking it can be hacked. Then when I got into it, it's how I roll. And now I've been hacked. It's like, okay. It was an all day affair getting the, all the stuff dealt with. You know, now I still haven't even dealt with all the automatic withdrawals that have to be reassigned. I can't, and I have no online banking. I can't pay a bill right now. I just can't look after anything. This is a real hassle. The police came to my door, my local police, which was great to take a statement because this was all reported. Wow. I'm not going to say that this was easy. It wasn't. And it was emotionally draining and a little frightening. So if I could please advise you, please change your passwords often or regularly at least. And please quit using things that are personal to you, like your pet's names or your kids' birthdays or things. I know it's tough. I do know it's tough. But if you get off your electronics and force yourself to memorize something in your mind for three or four minutes, it will stick for you. We have just got digitally lazy. Digital dementia, Jim Quick calls it in his book, uh, Limitless, which I'm, I'm reading right now. One of the things that promotes bad memory is our devices. We don't even have to remember people's phone numbers anymore. I couldn't even tell you my son's new cell number that he's had for a year. I remembered his old one, but I can't, couldn't tell you his new one. Because why would I? It's in the phones and the contacts. I hit it. You learn really quick when you have to wipe everything <laughs> that you better start remembering some stuff. So please change your passwords, people. And don't make them the same for everything like I did. Everything in my life has now been redone. 
So sorry if this sounds a little bit different. I actually have added this little piece in because after I did this podcast, uh, there was still one more step I needed to do and I want to really advise all of you as well. I have never made use of, some of you people that are really careful about this kind of stuff might be laughing right now going, well, duh. But there's a lot of us out there that just aren't quite up to speed. On your online banking, there is a section for messages and alerts. And I really never paid attention to it before. So my banker sent me an email, said, Shelly, please go here. He sent me a link to their their website that gave me sort of the ins and outs of how it all works and how to make it happen. I went into both business and personal and set up alerts on every single thing that happens in my bank account. If a payee is added, if an e-transfer is sent, if my password is changed, if something doesn't get approved, if uh, someone doesn't answer my security questions correctly, if my system gets locked out, I actually had none of those alerts set up. I didn't even actually realize they were there. I know that's very ignorant of myself considering I'm in or have been in the finance business for most of my adult life. Uh, felt a little felt a little um, rookie there, I'm not going to lie. And I set it up so that it goes to email and and my phone. And then some things, because I realize that every time I log in, I'm going to get an alert now. I just did one or the other so that I'm not be, being bothered by a million things. But you know what? I'd rather have eight quick texts on my phone during the day than have someone steal my identity. All right, so that is an option as well. Please go into your online banking have your passwords that are not the same on all your banks and credit cards and uh, and definitely set up alerts. That way, even if someone uh, is going to change a, do something in your account, you'll know the second they log in. At least you'll get the alert. So that's, if someone logs into online banking, I get alert on, on both systems. So if I'm out of town and I'm not near my email, my phone will go off and vice versa. Uh, if they do anything inside, then I'm going to get another alert. But if they literally logged in and turned my alerts all off, I would have already known that they logged in. You got me? So really, really, really pay attention to that and uh, consider doing that for yourself just to save yourself all this hassle. And I'm going to have to live with this and moving forward, be a little more diligent. Ryan, my son, put on malware on my computer as well as the, uh, the Bitdefender that actually caught the Trojan. That's why we weren't sure that's what caused the problem because the Trojan was contained as well as a few other things. But he cleaned it all up and I sent it off and everything should be good now. But that was two days of stress. It was exhausting. I had other work to do, so now I'm behind. Still gerber wheeling about this family drama from two weeks ago. Then really started to spiral over the weekend because I put my back out. I have a rib that's punch, kind of pushing into a nerve and, and around my lungs and I can't breathe very well and I, it hurts just to sit. It hurts just to do anything. But I can't get into the doctor till tomorrow. However, last Thursday, I went into the chiropractor and said, okay, you're open, yay, can you fix this? He got it, he cracked it. I had relief, it was just like nirvana for six hours and then boom. It went out again and now this nerve is being pinched again and honest to goodness you give and my husband goes away fishing so now i'm alone at home which is great that's my rest time and that's all i do because i am a mess i am in pain i'm feeling a bit depressed i'm feeling a bit lost i'm spiraling what am i doing this for what am i it's crazy how our little subconsciouses and our egos can just start all the limiting beliefs and start that stereo track of negativity when you are not feeling diligent about your thoughts. I'm me. You know, we get to the end of the Sunday, my husband comes home, 
He likes being needed, so I made sure I needed him big time, which I did. I slept, unfortunately, because I was drugged through Father's Day lunch at my sister's. Really wasn't looking forward to it, still feeling a bit emotionally sensitive over the drama of two weeks ago, but I felt bad that I'd, I'd miss my dad. He, of course, probably doesn't even notice I was there, but that's not the point. You can't help but feeling a little bit guilty, but you got to let some of that stuff go. So I've rested all weekend. I'm in pain. I'm spiraling. It's like, yeah, no, picking up the bootstraps. It's back to getting back into that thing of meditation. So despite the pain, yoga first thing Monday morning. And yoga is usually my, I do restorative yoga. So it's never too over the top. And besides it's virtual. They can't see me if I don't want them to. And if I don't want to do all the poses, I just don't. And I didn't. It was great. Needed to loosen up things around this injury, but it also allowed me to get back into my brain, back into my meditation of I am worthy. I am capable. I have something to contribute. You need to sometimes tell yourself that if you are allowing limiting beliefs and drama and trauma from childhood to always be singing a song in your head, you've got to change the tune. And only you can do that. It's mindset, it is habit, and you can do it, guys. You absolutely can do it, okay? So now, okay, I'm, I'm back on track thinking, yeah, this is crazy town. I've got to get this under control. I do my coaching call with my coach on Wednesday. And everything this week since I sort of let some stuff go, got focused back on the right path, has had the same message for me. Now, I woke up Sunday morning with so much pain, I was actually going to take myself to emergency with this rib that's out. Then I thought, what are they going to do for me? Other than I probably could have got an x-ray, which might not have been a bad idea, but I didn't. I thought they're just going to send me home with drugs, which I already have in the house. So I took the drugs and went to sleep, hoping to be refreshed for the four o'clock family dinner, which I was dreading with everything in my heart. I just wasn't ready. Not after all the hurtful things and all the stuff that had gone. I wasn't ready to be in the same room with those people. Although I really wanted to see my great nieces and nephews because they're just adorable and I love them. But the rest of it, no. No, there was no part of me that wanted to be there. Well, clearly my subconscious said, agreed, and it just said, too bad, and kept me asleep till six o'clock. So like I said, my husband handled it. I kind of had to deal with the fallout of that, of making the calls and apologizing and I was waiting for judgment, but actually my mom was awesome. She was like, honey, no, and take your time. You get better, rest. She always surprises me these last year or two. I, I know I've spoken on this. If you're my regular listener, I'm so grateful that we have a better relationship. But one of the things I have learned through the mess of a couple of weeks ago is to have conversations with her over the phone. They need to be face to face. So one of my boundaries is no more calling her. She resents, she's getting to the point she's resenting it anyways, because she feels like my sister and I are checking up on her. She's, she's caught on to that. It's not just a nice, hi mom, how you doing? She feels resentful. So she gets snotty and bitchy. <laughs> so that's not enjoyable for me, but I see them once a week in person. And I thought, you know what? We're just going to stick to that. If she phones me and needs something, I'm here, but I'm not going to initiate phone calls. And any topic that we need to talk about, that's important, will be done face to face, not over the phone. I think that's how things escalated so badly a couple of weeks back with her anyways. So these are boundaries. You got to think about your things in your life, how you put them into place. And it's a learning curve, guys. This is just, it's, it's your life. This is just being, this is learning to be. And then this week starts and all the messages, I've cleared my calendar. I'm trying to deal with this pain because I, I know I can't, there's, there'll be help tomorrow. They're doing, they do, they'll do an injection of Prolo into my back, which will heal up the area and will hold the 
adjustment in place. Right now, the adjustment's not holding because I'm so apparently locked up and I'm quite inflamed. So I've been working, you know, having an ionic foot bath every morning, trying to deal with the inflammation, not eating sugar, leaving alcohol alone, you know, just trying to eat well, just trying to stay as healthy as possible to give my body everything it needs to move forward. Because what affects you physically, guys, usually will affect you emotionally. Why? Because when you're tired, you don't have the resources to keep your boundaries in place, which is what I was worried about on Sunday. I thought all it's going to take is one comment and I'm not going to handle it well. <laughs> you know. And I thought, okay, um, how should I deal with this? Well, clearly my body dealt with it on its own. But you can have this experience anywhere with your kids in your job when you're tired and you are not physically all there. Two things happen. One, the good thing is, is what happens to me anyways, I have epiphanies. The other thing that always happens though is that you, t- you can tend to spiral. It's very important to get enough sleep, okay, and be rested, not be in pain to the best of your ability. I live in pain every day, I have fibromyalgia, but it doesn't mean that that's, but that's my norm. And I have levels that I can cope with and levels that are just too much to handle. The back's too much to handle right now. So all of this drama hits, I get the fraud. (laughs) So, you know, this starts two weeks ago with the drama and then the bat goes out and then the fraud and identity theft hits. And I'm like, what is, that's when I stopped and said, what's the lesson here? There's a lesson here. I need to learn it. So what the freak is it? When you can ask that question, guys, that is when the universe can finally say, oh, thank God, she's, she's ready to listen. And one of the things that happened yesterday with the speaker on the show was uh, JJ Virgin. She is a uh, well-known, apparently, uh, I've, I've never read her book on nutrition and a diet uh, from a number of years back. She wrote The Virgin Diet and a bunch of sequels. And she, I think her new book is Success is Mandatory. And if it's not, it's her, it's her tagline right now. And that's what she talked about. Her success, of course, was also tied to a terrible accident for her son. So she really had a direction and a motivation to succeed. Like everything went into that basket to ensure that first book launched and her, her career moved forward because she had she's in the States without the medical we have in Canada. And there were bills to pay. Her son was in a terrible car accident. And she talks about um, turning up the volume. When you are not listening... God or the universe will turn up the volume. And that's so how I was feeling this past week is like, could they, could it yell any louder? But I wasn't hearing it because I was just lost in my own pain, frustration, drama, emotions. And I needed to get out of that rut. Remember what I say, guys, you can go through the valley of death, but do not freaking pitch a tent there. It's a journey. It's a lesson. And so I know enough in my life now to say, what's the lesson here? As soon as I asked that question, it was kind of Sunday night. I, I said, because I, I said it to my husband, honey, there's a lesson here and I've got to figure it out. But really all I needed to do was quiet my mind, get a good night's sleep, which I did. And I woke up Monday morning saying, okay, no rush to do anything. And I just kept holding the thought in front of me. I'm capable. I have something to give. What's the lesson? I just, honestly, those were my focus. It's what I was chanting. It was like a mantra in my head. I've had to wake up three mornings in a row to quickly write stuff about my book down really quickly because now I'm having epiphanies. It's like, this is fantastic. But there was no way to get through my static. 
until I turned it around, stopped it, stopped the drama, put the boundaries up and opened myself up to the possibilities. Now, the cool thing is this didn't take very long. This didn't take the years it used to take me when I was younger. This took days, maybe a couple of weeks at the most with the multiple moving parts that I wasn't even connecting until the fraud hit and the back went out again for the second time, worse than the first time two weeks ago. And it's like, okay, somebody needs me to slow down here and pay attention. Just, I just needed to pay attention. Do you have issues like that in your life? Because you, you just need to pay attention. So one of the things that really came up was, you know, this room thing and to be present where you are. Now, I really want to tell you about the fraud because that's just black and white common sense help that I can give you now that I've been through it. Maybe some of you can relate, but if you've never been through it, guys, it's not pleasant. And also you have to understand that what if the bank had not caught that? There are cases that these things can happen and you don't get your money back. Have they got their hands on my line of credit in my personal account? There is credit limit there that they could have easily got into and started e-transferring out all over the place. And I would have been on the hook for, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. That would have been awful. Oh my goodness. I just think about that. And I think what a bullet dodged. So that's really all I've got with the whole uh, fraud and identity theft. But I just wanted to bring that to your attention. I also just want to leave you with the fact that, you know, let's not have the uh, the universe raising the volume on you. If, if there's things that uh, you really feel in your life that you know, because we do have a knowing. I truly believe that we're waking up, I believe, as a, as a culture with everything that's going on in the world right now. And those people that are waking up are listening to podcasts just like this one. Okay, everyone just finds who they relate to, but the message is the same. So please don't have to, don't make the universe have to beat you over the head with a two by four. <laughs> clear some, clear your mind, uh, clear some, you know, clear your room and let's see what the future has got for us. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelly at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>